1: What's going on? Welcome into the Monday edition of the Black and Blue Report. I'm Daniel I'm filling in for Sean Kelly. Hope you had a great weekend. Hope you enjoyed the beautiful wet weather here if you're in the Big Easy. And if not, hopefully the weather was great wherever you are. Pelicans game day here, so I'm at the Smoothie King Center. Pelicans take on the Kings tonight at 7 o'clock. Wrap up this three-game homestand, and it's off on the road as the Pelicans will start in Charlotte. And, of course, the old Charlotte to Memphis, to Milwaukee, to Golden State, to Sacramento road trip. So it's an interesting one for the Pelicans, but they'll be on the road for nine days for five games, and they'll hit the road tomorrow after their game with the Kings. Lots of stuff going on. You have March Madness about to get into full gear with conference tournaments underway, college baseball around the area, Tulane with the big sweep this weekend. LSU baseball continues to play well, and now NFL free agency about to kick things off On Wednesday, but the big news from yesterday was Peyton Manning announcing his retirement. Two Super Bowls, pretty a very good career, and uh, what a way to end. Kind of like John Elway did, was winning the Super Bowl and then retiring, riding off in the sunset. And Peyton Manning scheduled to have his press conference today at noon central. So when you're listening to this is when Peyton and the Broncos will talk. Um, We'll have more on Manning um, in the next couple days here, but uh, nice to see Manning retiring on a good note. Um, what a great career two Super Bowls uh, one with the Colts and one with the Broncos also the news of RG3 being released by Washington those are the reports today interesting to see where he goes and then also in the next couple days we'll kind of try to talk a little free agency about where some guys might end up including some players for the Saints lots of things going on between the football with the free agency and college basketball and the NBA has 21 games to go for the Pelicans unfortunately though They've lost four in a row, 23-38. and 38. There are now seven back of the Rockets, which makes it also eight because they lost the season series. So it's a very, very tall hill to climb. Still technically alive. They're not mathematically eliminated, but it'll take a winning streak for the Pelicans to get back into it. And also, the injuries do not help. Of course, Eric Gordon breaking his finger uh, in the last game, the same finger he broke uh, in January against the Timberwolves. So he's out for a period of time. You have Alexi Gensis. You have five guys who are already out, and then two more appeared on the injured list yesterday. Norris Cole, uh, who you'll hear from in a second, has a lower back injury. He is questionable, and Luke Babbitt with a shin contusion is also questionable. So you might have only eight players available tonight if both those are out and seven players on the injury list. There was a shoot-around this morning. It's been pretty rare for the Pelicans to have a home shoot-around. They went in the locker room and uh, the media had a chance to talk to Norris. Here's an update on him, how his back's feeling. You came up on the injury report, what's your um, status right now? And, and, what, and what happened, how did you do that?
2: Uh, I'm not really sure if, what the exact play, if it was the exact play, um, but, you know, I'm feeling okay right now. Um, you'll see how I feel tonight. You know, obviously I want to play, <laughs> so you know, we'll see how I feel tonight.
0: Did you, uh, did you just? start to get pain yeah it gradually got
2: worse you know I thought first sometime you think everybody's hurt you know, nicked up so at first I thought it was just general you know I you know, didn't say too much but it, it, it continued to get worse and worse to a point where it was affecting you know my posture affecting my movement yeah when it does that, that that's when it's a problem right? so I had to get it addressed Certainly, you don't want to risk anything as far as your health. But I mean, are you kind of in a situation right now where I mean, you're down to like nine or ten guys basically that you can. I, I mean, nah, they need you to play if if you can play basically. Yeah, obviously, but that's not that's not. I'm not thinking about that at yeah. all. Uh, you know, if I can go, I'ma go. You know, but. I'm not going to, you know, if I can't go, I'm not going to say, oh, well, let me put myself out there just because we need a body. But if I can go, I'm going to go because, I I mean, I want to go, you know. I'm not really to give in on the season, you know. I want to play, so, you know, if I can play, I'm playing.
1: Is a back injury kind of tough to deal with? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, you
2: never, I mean, you never notice how important it is until the smallest little thing can throw you off, especially in a sport where... Is read and react quick movements. You're up. You're down. You're left. You're right. You're you know in all planes of motion. So, you know that's that's the thing. Yeah. You know. You know, I, you know I had to get that addressed, like I said. Okay,
0: so what's different for you uh, if 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 you're able to go and Drew starts you guys go backward together. Both of you guys can kind of go on and off the ball. How does that change for you?
2: Well, that's, well, it doesn't really change too much. Um, I guess the only thing that changes. is like you said, he, if he gets the ball off the break, or if the ball's out the net, and we want to get out of quick, and he's the closest guy there. With with him, with both of us starting, it doesn't matter. He can get it, bring it up, and initiate the offense, or I can. You know, whereas when we was in the other lineups where guys were hurt, you know, I was the only ball handler on the court. But with him being in there, you know, if he get it, he can go, and I can run, and vice versa.
0: Uh, I know you guys haven't actually played together in that starting unit yet, but um, is the idea for him to start with initiating, or you, or are you guys gonna trade off, or do you know? Oh, uh, it depends. Work
2: depends what what, what plays or what set coach wants to run. Um, like I said, it really doesn't matter. I I'll probably initiate the offense, you know, to start. But it, it doesn't matter though. You know, if, I mean, if he has the ball, has the play, I can. I know both spots. He knows both spots, and we've played together before. In the second unit, we played together. You know, and we played well together. So, you know, we—I don't think that's going to be a problem at all. <laughs> me and Drew playing together.
0: <laughs> Have you ever had a back injury before a back issue before? Never had.
2: Yeah, I've never one. had. Yep. Yeah.
1: I'm not gonna wood. Yeah, that's what. But that's why I addressed it quickly. Yeah. Sure. So we won't know until later tonight about whether Norris Cole will play or not. If he does, most likely he'll be playing alongside Drew Holiday, who coach said after the game that he'll probably give Drew a chance in the starting lineup just with all the injuries. So Cole and Holiday will probably be the one and two when they take on the Sacramento Kings. Coming up on today's show, we'll get a national perspective on the Pelicans and talk a little NBA with Mark Spears, who covers the league for Yahoo Sports and then Tremera from the Pelicans dance team will be on to kind of set the scene for the rest of the week as far as the Pelicans planner only one home game so a little bit of rest for the Pelicans dance team and for everyone else working the home games but still the Pelicans on that long road trip it will starts on Wednesday against the Hornets all right when we come back we'll hear from Mark Spears from Yahoo Sports this is the Black and Blue Report
3: You owe it to yourself and your home to call Terminix. I'm Vincent Palumbo. Whether you need a lifetime termite damage guarantee or hassle-free pest control service, we do it all. And I'm Ed Martin, Terminix entomologist. We have developed a convenient pest control system where we're scheduled in your home only twice a year. We attack bugs outside where they live. Call 834-7330 for guaranteed control of any pests or termites. Terminix does it all.
0: Create fun and affordable memories for the entire family with a Pierre's Party Pack. Ticket packages are available for select Pelicans home games throughout the season and include three or more tickets, combo meals, and an on-court free throw experience with Pierre the Pelican, all for as low as $48. The next Pierre's Party Pack night is on Friday, March 18th against the Portland Trailblazers. For more information and to plan your next night out with the gang, visit pelicans.com today. For fast relief coffee. Summer is coming and Keefs air conditioning and heating is ready to serve you. Keefs offers a 25-point precision AC tune-up for only $119. Get your AC ready for the real heat that's coming. And as always, call Keefs and we'll get you cool in three hours or less, guaranteed. Conditioning and heating, for fast relief, call Keith. The Harlem Globetrotters bring their 90th anniversary world tour to the Smoothie King Center for two shows Saturday, April 2nd. Witness some of the world's best athletes execute unbelievable feats of ball handling, trick shots, and comedy. It's the team's most epic tour in 90 years, and a lifelong memory in the making. Score your tickets at Ticketmaster.com. And don't miss your chance to get in on the action at the Smoothie King Center, Saturday, April 2nd at 2 and 7 p.m. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Here's Daniel Sellerson.
1: We continue to talk NBA on this Monday. We welcome in Mark Spears, friend of the program. He covers the NBA for Yahoo Sports, and uh, he's kind enough to join us on this Monday kind of talk about Everything around the NBA, and of course, we'll talk Pelicans. Mark, happy Monday to you.
3: Man, super happy Monday to you, man.
1: I appreciate it, Mark. I'm
3: waiting for, just, just so you know, I'm waiting for this NFL schedule to come out, man. I, I need, uh, I need, uh, man, you got, you got some insight for me?
1: About what? About the schedule?
3: The Raiders, when the Raiders play the Saints, like, what's the date?
1: I don't know. I don't know. You're asking the wrong guy. That needs to be your good friend, John DeShazer. You need to ask him about that.
3: Oh man, I thought you guys are all in the family. You'd have to ask info
1: for. John hides things from me, so uh, you're gonna have to talk to him about that. But uh, right. that'll be exciting, though. That'll be cool. Is it in? Is it in? Uh, yeah. Is it in Oakland?
3: No, it's in New Orleans. You no, know, my family's from New Orleans, but I'm a regular season ticket holder, so that's gonna be a fun weekend.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. All right, Mark, I kind of want to talk about the Pelicans, just kind of get it over with now. <laughs> I know I want to start it off because it's not going too well for us. Yeah. Four in a row, 23-38, and 38, seven games back. Uh, from a national perspective, I know you can't watch every game, but I know you've seen them uh, yeah. a couple times. Do you think this is more all the injuries? I mean, there's seven players on the injury list this morning. Is it the injuries? Is it the new system? Is it players not really fitting into the system? Is it all the above? What is your take on the Pelicans?
3: I think it's more injuries than anything else. Um, I mean, it's, you've had a hard shake since the season started. And so the training camp was messed up, and then team finally gets right. But just when you think it gets right, there's somebody else that gets hurt, you know. And so it's been a snowball effect. You can make an argument that the Pelicans have been the most injury-plagued team this season. Um now let me ask you this: Do you have your first round pick? We do. I remember, and and, and I could be wrong, but I remember years ago the Spurs had this really really bad injury plagued season with David Robinson on mm-hmm. the team, and I think David Robinson missed a lot of games. And then they had the draft, and they drafted this guy from Blake Forest named Tim Duncan.
1: Ah, never heard of him.
3: And then they kind of, <laughs> <laughs> and they kind of took off from there. So. I think it could be a blessing in the skies in the draft. Um, there's a lot of talent in this draft. And so sometimes, uh, maybe that, that player that a superstar needs alongside of them, the Scotty Pippen, the Clay Thompson, you know, the, the Russell Westbrook, maybe that player comes in the draft and, um, perhaps that could be the, the lesson in disguise that comes from all this misery.
1: Have you ever seen – I mean, you've covered the league for a while. Have you seen a team that's been more injury-plagued than the Pelicans in a while?
3: Oh, there's, there's one every year. Yeah. There's one every year. Um, so, yeah, uh, I mean, I, I've seen it. It, it happens. It, you know, it's just it's just how it goes sometimes, you know. and uh, But I, I do think that, you know – Free agency will be interesting, but, but before free agency comes, you know, if if you end up – I, I you, you can't tell a team to tank. but
1: No. <laughs> I don't want to hear the T <laughs> like, word, Wink, like,
3: wink, 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 you know what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I think you want to help your odds to get a good draft pick because I do think there's some kids. Like, uh, e- even if it's not top three, like, I really like Chris Dunn. From Providence, I think he's a, a future All-Star point guard who could who could change a franchise. Um, I like the kid Jamal Murray from Kentucky. He may not be top five, but he, he's he's I think a guy that could really lift the franchise. So, you know, I, I mean that it, if there is a time to you know maybe not be too upset about losing games, this is probably the time.
1: All right, Mark, let's uh, transition to the 8th seed in the West talk. Uh, the Pelicans were in that mix for a little bit. They're seven games out with 21 to go. Right now it's basically between the Rockets, the Jazz, and I'll still throw the Kings in there. They're about five out who the Pelicans play tonight. Uh, what is your take on the 8th seed? Who do you think makes it uh, out of those out of those few teams? It gets the nice uh, present of the Golden State Warriors in the first um, round.
3: Well, I mean, I, I think it's going to come down to the wire. Um I I, I would not be surprised if Utah figures it out. Utah is, uh, to me, they should be better than they are. Um, But ultimately, Houston, I can't see Houston not in the playoffs. You wonder if Portland at some point hits a wall. Um, They're certainly the most surprising team in the Western Conference. I, I did not think that they would be a playoff team. But... You know, I know we're talking about the AC, but I think you got to look at it from a six, seven, eight perspective mm-hmm. because, you know, entering Monday, Dallas, um, had a was 23 games behind Golden State. Portland at the seventh spot was 23.5. Houston at the eighth spot was 25. Uh, and and the Utah was 26.5. So basically, from the sixth spot to the ninth, only there's only a separation of three and a half games. Yep. So um, I, I, I definitely think those last three spots are kind of up for grabs. There was probably an expectation that Memphis without Gasol would drop, um, but they've been steady, man. They, they continue to win surprisingly. And, and um, so I, I think those, First five spots, Golden State, South San Antonio, Oklahoma City, Clippers, Memphis, are gonna be locked in, but those last three spots probably go down to the last game last week of the regular season.
1: You mentioned Portland being a surprise and I completely agree. Thirty three and thirty one sitting at that seventh spot, but could climb to six, could drop. Who knows? Why have they been so impressive this year? Why I know Damian Lillard's a big factor, but what else has been the reason why yeah. the Blazers have been in this playoff hunt? Well,
3: Terry Stotts has done a good job of coaching them. Um, but, uh, you know, when Terry Stotts coached under George Carl, one of the things that George Carl was a mastermind of was coaching with a funky lineup or, or a, a lineup that was unheralded or um, had a chip on his shoulder, you know. Um, so uh, I think that with uh, with Dame, with C J. McCollum, you got you got guys that are playing with chips on their shoulder. Nobody expecting to do anything, and and they've been great, man. They've been awesome, and uh, let's see how they finish. But right now, I I think that they are um, certainly the the, the the one of the fun teams watch watching the league. And Damon Lillard has put himself into MVP candidate talk
1: no doubt about that. I want Not to talk he'd win, right. But, but, he's in the conversation. Yeah, no doubt about that. I agree with you there. Um, before we yeah. switch to the East, I want to talk about the Golden State Warriors a second. Um, definitely an unexpected loss yesterday to the Lakers. Now drops them to 55 and 6. Oh boy. Um, but you know, everyone's talking about them chasing the Bulls, the 95-96 Bulls for 72 wins. How much did that loss yesterday hurt their chances? Of getting the seventy-two wins, do you think they still do it, or does maybe that loss and maybe potentially locking up the one seed so early um, might have them slip a little bit?
3: Well, I mean, they they still control their own destiny.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, you know, they they still have the best record in NBA history, even with that loss. So yeah. They also have one of the easier records. I mean, easier schedules the rest of the way. I know people might be a little bit nervous about the Spurs. But the Spurs actually have the hardest record, hardest schedule uh, during the rest of the regular season than anybody in the league. Uh, They play the Spurs three more times. But, um, you know, I had a story last week where Steve Kerr basically said that he he cares about being healthy and winning a championship and uh, a lot more than he does that record. So, you know, we'll we'll see um, where it goes. But... um, I wouldn't be surprised if come April they start sitting some guys, getting them ready for the playoffs, cutting their minutes down, you know, and and perhaps fall shy. If they, if they lose two more times this month, I, I don't think they'll get it. You know, they, they probably can't lose the rest of this month, which is going to be a difficult thing to do. They got to play at uh, San Antonio, I believe, March 19th. Um, but right now, uh, as I said, they're still in the driver's seat.
1: Yeah, no question about that. All right, Mark, before I let you go, let's transition to the Eastern Conference where the Cavs are uh, expectantly leading the way, but the Raptors are not too far behind, and also the Boston Celtics have had a nice little run here. Um, Which team, um, besides obviously the Cavs, who can give the Cavs the run for their money when talking about the Eastern Conference playoffs? And did you ever think that in the East there'd be 10 teams at uh, over 500 and all this, you know, the yeah, separation from three to ten is uh, pretty close.
3: It's smoke and mirrors, though. Okay. I mean, it's barely over 500. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like they're resounding over 500. Uh, I, I think Boston can mess with them. I think Toronto could mess with them a little bit. Uh, Washington is – I always think Washington is that intriguing dark horse, but they, they – they have the talent, but they always disappoint, man. They always disappoint. I think the um, ultimately there's no team in the East that could beat them four times in a series. So I I like Cleveland's chances of getting back to the final.
1: What about the Bulls, if they can get a little bit healthy with Rose and they sneak in at the 8? Because right now I don't think they're in or they're right at the 8 spot. Can that be a, a really tough first-round matchup for the Cavs? You know what?
3: I, I kind of heard that of all the teams, that the, bull, the, the Cavs were most worried about in the Eastern Conference, it was, it was Chicago. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, Jimmy Butler is, is a scary player right now. Under He doesn't get his just due. I think he's a fantastic star. Um, but, uh, I, again, I'll say that even if Chicago's healthy, I don't think they could beat them four times. All they, right. Could they give them a tough series? Yes, but I, I don't think there's anybody in the, in the Eastern Conference who could beat Cleveland
1: four times. All right, that's Mark Spears covering the NBA for Yahoo Sports. Mark, I appreciate the time as always, and I think uh, our boys will see you in the Bay Area next weekend when the Pelicans take on the Warriors.
3: Yeah, man, I need that that schedule, man. Tell Doug tell, tell Tatum to hit me up.
1: You got it. You got it. No problem there. Mark Spears from Yahoo Sports covering the NBA. Uh, We'll wrap things up in just a moment. If you haven't experienced
0: our new and improved Sideline Premier Seats, then you'll want to check them out. Offering the closeness to the action but full vantage point of the court, it's a great opportunity to entertain clients, associates, and friends. Sideline Premier Seat ticket packages include parking, food and beverage credit, access to private clubs, and more. Call 504-525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com to learn more about these premium seating options today. The magic of Voodoo Barbecue. It's people, passion, and pure enjoyment. Seasoned with Louisiana's best, it's a celebration every day. A fusion of Creole, Cajun, and Caribbean. It's the soul, the sound, the taste of barbecue New Orleans style. Voodoo Barbecue.
3: Pass by your neighborhood Voodoo Barbecue today.
0: How much do you want to lose this year? It's Pelicans Game Day. This is the Black and Blue Report.
1: All right, welcome back to the show. Time to wrap things up from our Smoothie King Center studios, Pelicans and Kings tonight. And uh, someone that will be there is Tramera from the Pelicans dance team. She joins me now to kind of set the scene for the week as far as the Pelicans are concerned. Good morning, Tremera. How are you?
4: Good morning. I How
1: are you? I'm good. I'm good. First off, you've had kind of a busy few days here. You had 90s night on Thursday. We had a game on Saturday. Pelican season ticket holder event yesterday. Now another game. Have you had a chance to kind of sit down and breathe a little bit?
4: Not yet, but I will definitely breathe in the next week or so. Yeah. But it's been a crazy and hectic week, but I wouldn't trade it for anything.
1: No doubt. It's been a lot of fun, uh, except for the losses, but we'll get hopefully bounce back tonight. Um, oh, yeah. Let's start with 90s night, because I was kind of interested, you know, seeing tag team was really cool, performing at halftime on 90s, and I know uh, some of you were behind them as backup dancers. How was that experience like on 90s night with tag team?
4: That was one of my favorite experiences as a dance team member. It was just amazing to, to hear and actually see people get into a song that you know has been around for so long and to actually be dancing behind them i'm like okay this is kind (laughs) of cool
1: i like this yeah did it bring back a little bit of uh, nostalgia for you
4: Uh, just a little a little bit a little bit yeah
1: all right let's talk about um so we had saturday we had a game how about sunday a season ticket holder event here at the smoothie king center thousands of season ticket holders attended how was that experience like for you and the dance team
4: that was a, a busy day for us, but it was great to come, to, you know, have our our fans come out, and we appreciate them for you know sticking with us and by us through our hard times and our good times. And it was it was fun to see a lot of other people have fun as well.
1: Is this probably your best chance to kind of interact with the season ticket holders and the fans? This kind of setting where it's a little more intimate, where you all can kind of interact with them. Um, for a couple minutes. Is this your best opportunity to kind of talk to the fans and get to know them a little bit?
4: Yes. Um, And we actually had a lot of conversations with a lot of people, and it was nice to hear them compliment us on all of our hard work because sometimes we think, you know, oh, I don't think anybody's going to appreciate this or anything like that. But to have fans come up and say, we we appreciate y'all, we thank y'all for, you know, Shopping in our suites or coming to our seats and, you know, taking pictures with us. we That just made us feel great.
1: Very cool, very cool. All right, so we already know t- tonight is a game, last game on this homestand before the Pelicans hit the road. Uh, you yes. just recorded Pelicans Planner. What else could we look out for this week?
4: Well, besides our game tonight, we will also have a watch party on Friday at Manning on Fulton. Um, As our Pelicans will take on the Grizzlies, the fun will start at 630 and we will go into overdrive at seven once the game begins. And it's definitely going to be, you know, a fun experience so you can bring the family and just have a great night out.
1: Should be a fun night. Um, Shamir, before I let you go, I know we have a few, uh, you guys will have a few days off after. Is this a chance for you guys to kind of rest a little bit or do you all start planning ahead for the last maybe 10 or so games of the season?
4: It's actually a little bit of both. Um, we will still have practice, although the team will be gone. But we are definitely going to try to prepare as much as possible so that with our last games that we have here, we won't be so swamped. But we definitely are uh, excited for this little break.
1: Yeah, no doubt. You all deserve it. Uh, we really appreciate you coming on, Tremera. And uh, we'll talk to you tonight at the Smoothie King Center where the Pelicans take on the Kings. Thanks. Uh, All right, so 7 o'clock tonight is the game. I'll have Pelicans warm up for you at 6.30. That'll do it for the Black and Blue Report for today. I'll have Jim Eichenhofer on tomorrow to kind of recap uh, tonight's game, hopefully a win, and we'll kind of set the scene for the road trip that starts in Charlotte on Wednesday. Big thanks to Mark Spears for coming on. And until tomorrow, I'm Daniel Salerson. Thanks for listening to the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans, the Black and Blue Report.